Thank you, and welcome to this teaching from Today Evangelical Ministries. Today Evangelical Ministries is dedicated to teaching the undiluted truth of God's Word. Here is Dr. Emeka Ozrumba as he brings today's teaching. May the Lord bless you as you listen. But today, I'm going to answer one question. There are two questions. I'm just only going to answer one. Today, let me answer this question. Somebody asked me this. We love it. Paul, that Paul said, we should do good to our enemies so that we may hit, no heap, right? Hot coal on his head. And he told me, say, what is wrong about that? Paul said, do good to your enemies. For some, when you are doing, doing that, you will be heaping hot coal on that enemy's head. Is that what Paul said? We're going to come right now. Heaping hot coal. Paul was actually citing Proverbs 25. But let's read Romans 12, please. 20. 12, 20. Romans 12:20 Therefore if your enemy is hungry feed him if he is thirsty give mm -hmm. him a drink for in so doing you will heap coals of fire on his head If your enemy is hungry feed him if he's thirsty give him drink in so doing you are going to heap hot coal on his head Read me Proverbs please 25 21 to 22 Proverbs 25, 21 to 22. If your enemy is hungry, give him bread to eat. Yes. And if he is thirsty, give him water to drink. For so you will heap coals of fire on his head, and the Lord will reward you. Paul was quoting Proverbs. Paul was quoting Proverbs. And this is even a church here, a church in Houston here. This issue came up, and the pastor was completely disagreeing. No, 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 no. What Paul is saying, we should hit, heap hot cold on our enemy. And those who are them. And it was unbelievable. I said, how could that be? Even without spiritual revelation, even without you getting spiritual revelation, I've told you here, when you're reading the Bible, the scripture, or any book at all, there's something called comprehension. For you to comprehend, for you to understand, you should look at what? Anybody remember? Yeah? If you're reading the scripture, you see, sometimes we just go in the middle and we take something from the scripture and we don't really cite it completely. We don't seem to because we take the part that we enjoy. You know, somebody come and just they will tell you, oh, I don't care what you say. You know one thing? God said, if I ask, I shall receive. If I, what, knock, I'm going to, the door will be open to me. I said, you can go ahead and ask and knock until kingdom come. Nothing will happen to you. Except you do what God said you should do. God said, if you abide in me and abide in you, then you and I are one. You ask. Even before you ask, I would have answered you. That is the complete scripture. And somebody tells them, oh, oh, resist the devil, it will run. The devil is not going to run, except to submit to God first. So, 
when you look at, <laughs> when you're looking at the scripture, I told you here, that's why I'm surprised that nobody picked it up. I said, look at the origination point. Look at the connection point. And then what? The termination point. Without spiritual revelation. So let's look at Romans 12, 14 to 17. You can, even 14 to 19, because when it said 20, right? Look at the origination and the connection. And then tell me how Paul would have meant that you go ahead and heap hot code. Romans 12, 14 to 19. Bless those who persecute you. Yes. Bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice. And weep with those who weep. Be of the same mind toward one another. Mm -hmm. Do not set your mind on high things, but associate with the humble. Do not be wise in your own opinion. Mm -hmm. Repay no one evil for evil. Have regard for good things in the sight of all men. If it is possible, as much as depends on you, live peaceably with all men. Beloved, do not avenge yourselves, but rather give place to wrath. For it is written, vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. Repay no man evil for evil. The God you and I serve, the Lord of hosts, the King of kings and the Lord of lords, there is no deceit in him, no lies in him. There cannot and will never be any contradiction as far as God is concerned. Is God of love, God of peace. The same God cannot tell anyone, don't avenge, do good to your enemies, so that when you do good to them, it will turn to evil. Is it possible for God to say, you know one thing, what you need to do is to move ahead and pretend to do good. Knowing fully well, this thing I'm doing, I'm pretending it looks good, but I'm heaping hot coal on this person's head to die. It's not possible that God can do it. The termination point, read me verse 21, please. Romans 12, 21. Mm -hmm. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. All evil you can imagine in your life, you can overcome with good. With love and good, you will overcome everything. We're going to come to that hot code. You're going to see it right now. Uh, this has been treated here before one time, but the question came numerous times. Maybe somebody was trying to find a justification why you should do revenge or avenge. If somebody has done something to you, you do the same. There can never be any justification for it. Whoever does it must surely die. What is dead I'm talking about? Spiritually. You see? Because if you look at Proverbs, what? 11... 19, he said, what? Whoever commits evil, must can you read it for me, please? I don't... Proverbs eleven nineteen, As righteousness leads to life, so he who pursues evil pursues it to his own death. Anyone who pursues any kind of evil pursues it unto his own death. Because why? God cannot be associated with evil. It's contrary to that. And he told us one thing, that what? That's sin. Is actually what dead. Now let's look at Paul, what he's saying about, and go back to Proverbs 25 again. 
Read 22 unless. 25-22. Proverbs 25-22. Yes. For so you will heap coals of fire on his head, and the Lord will reward you. And the Lord will do what? How can the Lord reward you for evil? No, we're gonna, please, let's get this in now because you must un, we must understand all these things. The Lord will reward you. Look at how Proverbs ended the thing that Paul was quoting. He said, do all these things, you heap hot cold, and the Lord himself will reward you. Let's read reward aside right now. There is nothing that God hates more than anything than one who actually in your heart is different from what is coming out of your mouth and what you're doing. If I say I'm doing something for you, I'm doing any good for you, but in my heart, actually, I mean it to be evil. God hates it more than everything else because there's nobody who is as dangerous, poisonous, and wicked as someone who hides hatred with a smile. Read me Proverbs, please. 10, 18. Proverbs 10, 18. Whoever hides hatred has lying lips, and whoever spreads slander is a fool. Whoever flatters with his mouth, there's nothing that's worse than flattering. Because when you're flattering with your mouth, that means your heart is in conflict with what? What? With your mouth. God bless you. You are saying something. Oh, my dear sister. Oh, you look so great. That's not like you. And inside you're saying, die. God said, you know one thing? I got, I see everything. And I see in the heart. And I hate such heart. I would rather have somebody, an enemy, that comes and says, I hate you. You declare it before me and keep praying all those dangerous prayers because it's not going to do anything to me. I'm not going to die. Okay? Keep pouring all those dangerous prayers. Then I know this person actually hates me. But when you smile at me and I said, this is wonderful. This person loves me. And then I what? I relax and come to you. You stab me. Remember what happened to if you read the scripture? You know, Caesar, when Caesar was being stabbed, he ran to who? Brutus. This is the one who loves me, will not do it. And all of a sudden, that's that guy going on. He said, Oh, you too. There's nothing that's so disappointing than that. Read me Proverbs 29 5, please. Proverbs 29 5. A man who flatters his neighbor spreads a net for his feet. For his feet, yeah? A man who flatters anyone at all. And some of us will do it. We think it's our tradition or whatever. We still do when we when we get together. Sometimes we try to run him and just give all those names and flatter people and so on. But then you see, we do that and we call ourselves the children of God. Whatever comes out of your mouth, that which you say must be what is in your heart. Otherwise, you are not of God. Because you are lying to yourself. Why you think you are deceiving somebody else? You are deceiving yourself. So whatever comes out of your heart, let it be actually the same thing that is coming out of your mouth. And God does not like people who have that kind of conflict. Because they are very, very real, very dangerous, and very wicked. So, let's go to reward. God will reward you if we put hot cold. No, that's, that's right. It says it will, it will reward. But one thing I know that God only rewards what? Good? No. God rewards what? 
God rewards according to works. Let's let, God rewards us according to works. He said, I will reward each and every one of you according to your works. So, if the work is evil, God will reward evil. So, when I hit hot code, if that's what I mean in my heart, to hurt somebody who has done something for me, then I'm doing evil. And you know one thing, that's even worse. Because, you see, what I'm doing there is almost worse than an evil person. And we know what in Proverbs, uh, no, Psalm 7-11, which everybody knows, that God said that he is angry with the wicked every single day. And that's how God is working. So reward. God rewards according to the works we have. Read me Proverbs, please. No, let's forget about it. Let's forget that. Read me Revelation 2012, please. Revelations 2012. And I saw the dead, small and great, mm -hmm. standing before God. And books were opened. And another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged according to their works by the things which were written in the books. Everybody will be judged according to their works. That's why he said in Matthew 5, 16, he said, go ahead and do the good works of your father. That when people behold those good works, they will glorify his name. When we do bad works, People will not glorify. They will not even come close to our God. Is it not true? So, Revelation said, I will give according to works. And he said also, in what? Revelation 22, please. Give me 12 to 13. Behold, here I come with my hands. I have a reward for everybody, yes? 12 to 13. And behold, I am coming quickly, and my reward is with me. To give to everyone according to his work. According to his works. I am, yeah, go ahead, go ahead, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. I will give to everyone according to his work. And that's why he warned us, don't deceive yourself or be deceived. In Galatians 6, 7, he said what? Do not deceive yourself or be deceived. Because whatsoever any human being does, what? That shall, that shall he reap. Whoever does evil shall surely reap evil. And that is why he warned us. This morning, please let everybody get this. When the righteous person, somebody doing the right thing, no matter how you do it, then you turn around and say, well, you know one thing. I have had enough of this and I will just do this a little bit. If the person dies in it, he will surely go to hell. Ezekiel 18.24, please. Ezekiel 18. Ezekiel 18, 24. But when a righteous man turns away from his righteousness mm -hmm. and commits iniquity yes. and does according to all the abominations that the wicked man does, mm -hmm. shall he live? All the righteousness which he has done shall not be remembered because of the unfaithfulness of which he is guilty and the sin which he has committed. Because of them, he shall die. Because of the evil he has done. Because when somebody does evil, then he's a what? A child of the devil. It has nothing to do with God. If he dies in it, 
trying to revenge or whatever it is, obviously, you will not see God. Now, there's someone who did this. Let, let me, let's get some example right here. Someone who got this message right was David. David got it right. At a certain point, Saul was seeking for David's life. Imagine somebody who's seeking your life. Every day, every day, he's trying to kill you. He pursued you like a rat. You went into the wilderness. You will hide everywhere. He will not give up. He will never relent. He wanted you dead. And yet God said, you know one thing? I have found favor in David. And for this reason, David, I'll hand over your enemy into your, whole, your hand. i hand over your enemy. But that's something that David understood. God gave Saul into David's hand. But God never commanded David to do what? To kill him. Why didn't God command David to kill him? Huh? Okay, too many talking, too many talking. Read me Ezekiel 18, 18, 23. God bless you. Ezekiel 18:23. Yes. Do I have any pleasure at all that the wicked should die, says the Lord God, mm -hmm. and not that he should turn from his ways and live? That is the issue. God is, every moment, what God is seeking and desiring is that the wicked should repent and come to him. And not to pay. That's why he gives us so many chances and going in. Because if God then will hit hot coal on our head, the very moment we offend him, none of us will be here. So that's one thing we need to understand, order. And I, I'll come back to David. We are saved by grace, not because of what we have done. And believe me, remember I always say this in that if the Lord will open up the, you remember that the closed cupboard, you know, the, you know where we've hidden all the evil things we have done in our life. If you didn't do any, if you didn't do any, I did so many. That's why Paul said, you know one thing? I'm the chief of all the sinners. Have mercy on me, Lord. If the Lord will open, you know, the hidden things that covered for us, and say, take it, take it, just take a peek. Look, most of us will run out of this place. Even out of Houston, out of this country. But he covered your enemy. is your enemy. But your enemy is there for you to do one thing. And let me warn everybody right here. If you are so resentful, so unforgiving, so bitter, you know what may happen? The Lord will put along your path someone who will torment you almost every day. Because you, see, you know why? The main purpose of the Lord is to save you and save that person until you are broken, until you are <laughs> humble enough to bring yourself down and say, no, I'm not supposed to kill him. My job is to bring him. What makes you think that somebody who is on your path, that God didn't put him there for one purpose and one purpose only, that you may bring him into the kingdom? Because we are, we are called, not for ourselves, but that we may bring people. Christ said, if I am lifted up, something surely must happen. I will draw people unto me. 
But we became him, one with him, born of him, God on earth. Are we drawing everybody unto him? So we say that David got this in right. The fellows, those who were with David were just all pressing on him. David, you such a blessed man. So lucky that the Lord handed over your enemy. The one who been trying to kill you, remember? The time has come. Kill him. And David said, no. And we're going to come to that hot code now. You will see hot code. The hot code that God is talking about is what? The burning code. The burning code. The life changing. Life transforming. Conscience of a human being. When you do good things. When you do good things upon good things. Then there's a conscience. If you want to bring anybody to God. Then touch the conscience. When the conscience begins to be what? Feel guilty. What I'm doing, my goodness, there's something different between me and this person. That's how you're going to bring the person to God. And you know one thing? That enemy who is tormenting you, when you continue with your good works, he's going to judge himself. You pray to God that the person will not judge himself. The conscience will judge. Eventually. There is nobody that does evil to you and you do good, no matter how evil that person is. If you return good for evil, that person, when he goes in the night and lies down, something is tormenting the person. Did you know that? Yes. That is why. And that's what God wants us to do. So David understood it. David said, no, I will not kill this man. And in the process, you see the conscience right now. Read me first Samuel, please, 24. Let's read from 6 to 17. 1 Samuel 24. 24. 24, 6 to 17. And he said to his men, The Lord forbid that I should do this thing to my master. David said it, yes. The Lord's anointed to stretch out my hand against him, seeing he is the anointed of the Lord. So David restrained his servants with these words and did not allow them to rise against Saul. And Saul got up from the cave and went on his way. Mm -hmm. David also arose afterward, went out of the cave and called out to Saul saying, My Lord, the king. And when Saul looked behind him, David stooped with his face to the ground and bowed down. And David said to Saul, why do you listen to the words of men who say, Indeed, David seeks your harm? Look, this day your eyes have seen that the Lord delivered you today into my hand in the cave. And someone urged me to kill you. But my eye spared you. And I said, I will not stretch out my hand against my Lord, for he is the Lord's anointed. Mm -hmm. Moreover, my father, see, Yes, see the corner of your robe in my hand. For in, that, for in that I cut off the corner of your robe and did not kill you, know and see that there is neither evil nor rebellion in my hand. Mm -hmm. And I have not sinned against you, yet you hunt my life to take it. Let the Lord judge between you and me, and let the Lord avenge me on you. But my hand shall not be against you. As the proverb of the ancients says, 
Wickedness proceeds from the wicked, mm -hmm. but my hand shall not be against you. After whom has the king of Israel come out? Whom do you pursue? A dead dog, a flea? Therefore, let the Lord be judge, and judge between you and me, and see, and plead my case, and deliver me out of your hand. So it was, when David had finished speaking these words to Saul, that Saul said, Is this your voice, my son David? Mm. And Saul lifted up his voice and wept. And wept. Then he said to David, You are more righteous than I, for you have rewarded me with good, whereas I have rewarded you with evil. You see, when you have time, read this, it will touch you. There's so much, so many, so much covered right there. This man would not take vengeance in his hand. He left things for God. He kept on according to the way God had asked him. Even Saul judged himself. David, you were more righteous than myself. He wept. He wept. Conscience of turning things around. That's the most important thing. That's what your goodness will do to anybody who wants to destroy you. And whoever wants to destroy you cannot and it has not ability to destroy you. Nobody can destroy you. Watch what I'm telling you right now. If you are with God and God is with you, nobody can destroy you. But there's something I want to point out right now. David got it right. But what is the difference between us and David? Some of the, I, I saw some people when it was raining, there was some portion, they, shook, they, they were shaking their head. What is the difference between you and David? How would you pray the prayer that David prayed? Yeah, I know that. You see what David was praying? What? The Lord judged, and some people were so happy the, the moment. The Lord judged between you. And, some people were happy about I saw some people shaking their head. Yeah, that's the way it's supposed to be. But the disciples of Jesus Christ are supposed to be completely different. These are gods. Born of God. They're supposed to be perfect as their father is perfect. Also in love. It is no longer now. You cannot ask God. God, judge between me and this person. No. It's for you to intervene. Father, I know that what? Vengeance is yours. Nevertheless, I cry unto you. Let it come from your heart. Have mercy. Have mercy, Lord. Is it not what he did when he was being crucified? He didn't turn around and said, Father, judge me between me and all these uh, people who crucified me. He turned around and said, Father, forgive them because they don't even know what they're doing. Stephen did the same thing. Don't hold this against them. That's the difference of one who has been transformed into the image of God. Everything now is what? Life, not death. Your mouth speaks life, not death. Your heart is speaking the same thing and the transformation. And then when you do that, that's how God will reward you above everything else. Are you getting me right now? Yes. Now, let me not forget one thing because I'm closing right now. Let me not forget we have a celebration, right? I say 8 o'clock. I've answered that question. But we have celebration and we have cause to celebrate. Major, major cause to celebrate. Because you know one thing? The teachings that the Lord has been teaching us in this place, that is such. Remember when he was talking to his apostles? He said, you know one thing? Many mighty men 
and great men of this world, they've desired to hear what you hear. And they couldn't hear it. That's what has been happening in this place. I'm not just trying to tell you, right, it has nothing to do with me. God forbid. It could not be possible in this life. Because what you have seen is nothing about what the Lord has been teaching us for three years now. But the question is this, that I'm saying right now is this. The admonition of the, the Lord. He admonished something. We've been here for three years, yes. We are celebrating today. It's wonderful to celebrate. But he cautioned us one thing. In Psalm 211. Psalm 211. Serve the Lord with fear mm -hmm. and rejoice with trembling. As we are rejoicing, I say rejoice with trembling. You may say this man is always coming up with uh, hard things. It's not, it's not hard. Rejoice with trembling. In other words, if for, for the past three years or even last week you've been hearing this message and you're still the way you used to be and you still remain the way you used to be, then it's been all in vain. And that's why he told his apostles, let's see, look, verse 10. You know, they came back shouting. Let's read from 18, 17, probably. Luke 10 from 17. Then the 70 returned with joy, yes. saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. Mm -hmm. And he said to them, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Behold, I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Nevertheless, Nevertheless. do not rejoice in this, yes. that the spirits are subject to you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. Only rejoice because the, the things have been teaching us, they abide in us and we abide in them. There is the greatest celebration. The greatest celebration is doing the will of God. Living life every day, every second, that is pleasing to him always. That his will may be done. That's a celebration or celebration that will be in you and continuously. That's why he warned us what? If you look at Philippians, right? 2, 14. Philippians 2, 14. Do all things without complaining and disputing. Do you Th like that one? Hold on. Do all things without what? Complaining and disputing. Oh, I love that. Do all things without complaining and disputing. So how do you do all things without complaining and, and disputing? Very thankful. How do you do things? Answer me. Without complaining and murmuring. How? Read me Colossians 3, please, 17. Yeah. Colossians 3.17 And whatever you do, in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord in Jesus. In the name of the Lord. Whatever you do from now, do all in the name of the Lord. You know one thing? Whatever you do that is not done out of love, out of love, is vanity. Whatever you do, do it unto God from now on. Always living the life. Read me verse 23, please. Colossians 3.23 And whatever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not as to men. As to the Lord. 1 Corinthians 10.31, please. Do everything unto the Lord. Not as unto any human being anymore from now on. 
First Corinthians 10.31 Therefore, whether you eat or drink, or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. So as we're going to celebrate now, because I'm ended, okay? This as we're going to celebrate right now, the celebration that I'm really praying is that celebration of self-examination. Examine yourself. Emeko's Rumba, examine yourself. Is what the Lord talking and preaching and talking to us, does it really live in you? Does it come out? Do you live that word of God? Or has he been wasting time with us? Do you know also that tomorrow, Emeko's Rumba does not have any promise for you? It can be any moment, any time. That's why he told us, he said what? Walk out your own salvation with fear every day and trembling. So we will celebrate. But let us celebrate spiritually that which is the greatest one. I thank God for all of you. We give God glory. Heavenly Father, I pray you that you come and take absolute and total dominion and control. Have your way in this place. And blessed be your holy name now and forevermore. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, we are praying. Thank you so much for listening to this message from Today Evangelical Ministries. We would love to receive your feedback and stay connected with you. So send us your comments or questions through our website on our Contact Us page or by sending an email to info at tmonline.org. Our web address is tmonline.org. You can also connect with us on Facebook or Twitter. God bless you.